You're listening to Hey Pal, What's New with John, Alex, and Greg. Hey Pal, What's New is a product of Sack of Sin Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and all other social media platforms. Hey Pal, What's New can be found on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all other podcast locations. Or check us out at sackofsin.com or heypowwhatsnew.com. Warning, Hey Pal, What's New contains explicit content. John, Alex, and Greg are a pair of vulgar Gen Xers. If you are easily offended, please stop listening and go download a nice tame podcast like The Goop Podcast. You have been warned. Oh, producer Mila is off the button. Oh, you're fired already. You're, you were a little slow. That's okay. That's all right. We are too. Uh, hey, everybody. It's Hey Pal, What's New? I'm Greg, and that's John Alex over there. And we're in the GBR studios. We got producer Mila on the on the ones and twos. Kicking it. That's rocking right. Rocking it. Producer Moo. Producer Moo in the house. Yeah, we're back. I always feel like we say that every now, time. Now, if you're watching this, it's pre-recorded. That's right. We're in the multiverse now. I'm, I'm this, go- is our, uh, this is our version of, uh, of Greg and uh, John Alex. So. This is Greg fighting a giant spider. That's right. <laughs> we'll get more to that later when we talk Flash. Oh, boy, will we? Uh, yes. We got- Nick, I was going to do a Nick, bad Nicolas Cage impersonation and be like, oh, fighting a spider. I don't know how to do Nicolas Cage. It's, oh, uh, no way. No, I can't do it. I'll just do a voice like this. Nick's making a comeback, yes. which is why we're not going to do news, because by the time this airs, everybody's going to be like, Oh, that was like a week ago. What the fuck? Dude, that's so like 2004. They found those people in the fucking submarine already. They, oh, they did? <laughs> I don't know. We got, that's my, that's, there's my, there's my news. Um, is the fucking people in the submarine who are missing. Rich people doing rich people shit. That's right. Not me. Nope. I can't afford to sit coach. <laughs> I, can't, I can't sit in a little tube to look at the Was Titanic. Bu- bullshit walks, money runs the marathon. That's right. That's right. Money talks, bullshit runs the marathon. Dude, that's a, that's a, that, we were talking about this earlier. That is like some guy's like, I'm going to build a submarine in my backyard. That's what that <laughs> fucking thing is. Some guy's just like, I want to make a submarine and go see the Titanic. And billionaires are like, yeah, all right. Put me in this thing. I'm worth so much money. Yeah, strap Jeff Bezos to a rocket and send it. Jeff Bezos was watching that going like, if these people live, man, I'm going down next. Oh, absolutely. I want to see the Titanic. I've seen the space. I've been in space. Now I want to be below the ocean. Him and, I, there's no way I would get in a tube like that unless James Cameron was involved. <laughs> the man knows everything. That is absolutely correct. That's right. Fuck Jeff Bezos. I'm freaking Jimmy Cameron. Oh. You know, he knows all about the. You got to sign. You got to sign a waiver when you go on that thing. Go basically saying, I understand that this is like. A project that some uh, a hobby project submarine some guy built, and there's a chance I could die in it because there's really no safety measures, and I accept that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean thoughts and prayers for everybody in that little uh, wiener box. But by the, by the time you're all listening to this, they've probably either found some bodies or are still looking. Place your bets, everybody. But I guarantee nobody's coming up alive out of that. What's the over under? Do you know? No. But like <laughs> Neela was saying before, I, I'll just wait till the movie. Yeah. Seriously. 
A Netflix original. Uh, well, watch it on Max first, and then watch it on Netflix when they do their version of it. The second disaster of the Titanic. Rich people doing rich people shit. <laughs> That's why you'll never see me in it. That's right. I, I said I said that to my to my mother and my kids before. Uh, if I'm worth it, shit, I don't do stuff like that unless I. Uh, what happened to my? Uh, there we go. Uh, I, I was on a rant here, sir. Um, no, I was. I you know I don't there we go. do things like that. I mean, I'm poor, but I don't do things like that if, if I, unless I have to. It's like when I went to Vegas with my ex-wife at the time, and we're, she was like, oh, there's a, there's a helicopter. We can take a helicopter ride around Vegas. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't want to get on. You know when I'm going to get on a helicopter? When fucking I'm in Vietnam and somebody's trying to pull me out of a rice paddy. That's when I'm getting on a freaking So copter. never? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when we were kids, and you'd be like doing that cartoon level engineering. We're like, let's strap together these logs and make a raft and go out on the lake. And you do it, and then you push it out and you get on it. It just fucking sinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was like I think it was once for like Boy Scouts or, or something like that. We went to Danbury Airport and we got on one of those freaking prop planes. Oh no! And thanks. we're flying around. The th- now, meanwhile, I'm like, <clears throat> what? A te- not even a teenager. You know, the door's right there. I could just be like, hey, kids. <laughs> but we're just, I mean it was cool I guess for a kid but like don't I don't I'm not getting in anything unless I have to you know yeah. I'm not taking a, a joyride on a plane like it, it was funny because they were talking about the submarine stuff and then I was watching like the local news and then the next thing was like the blue angels I was like yeah I'll never do that shit either God put me on the earth not in the ocean not in the sky on the ground. And you know what's that's in- where I'm staying. Yeah, you know what's interesting? The Blue Angels is from the Navy. I'm like, do I trust the sea people with a plane? I don't know. <laughs> the Air Force just... They're, the Air Force are like the taxi drivers of the military. Look, Tom Cruise... Sorry all you Air Force people out there, but it's, uh, you know... Yeah. L- well, let me tell you, just, you know, Tom Cruise has got that covered, so he can do all the stupid shit he wants, at you know, and we're all safe. But yeah, we're here. We're back. We took a week off, you know, family stuff. It happens. Um... What is new with you this week? Do we want to get into that stuff? There's not much new. School's yeah. over. Yay, no more pencils, By the time no everybody's hearing this, it's summer break. Uh, I'm on my way to, probably when you're hearing this, I'm on my way to Myrtle Beach, or I'm already in Myrtle Beach visiting my mother. Ah, oh, God bless. God bless. Yeah. That sounds great. I can't wait to get me some fucking Krispy Kremes. Ooh. Hot out of the fucking fryer. You gonna get me something from the Trump Superstore? Yeah, so nice. Oh God, that's right. There's the Trump <laughs> Superstore down there. So nice that like you put them in your mouth and they just dissolve. Trump, yeah, he just dissolves. Trump does dissolve in your mouth. He does. He does. Whatever. It's that's the, greatest, the orange the greatest, cream donut. The, the greatest donut in the world. It's orange. It's like, orange frosted. I taste like a creamsicle. We really got to get you a mic. I know. She's fucking. You know, it we, sucks because I always got to edit this out like when your kids come in because you can't hear them in the background. You can hear them a little bit, but not enough to make it worth it. Sorry, Moo. Now, you know what we'll get? We'll get one of those like room mics. Do you ever see those? Yeah, but then we get an echo. Well, anyway, getting too fucking technical yeah, seriously. here. So, yeah, I mean, my week is just, uh, you know, being Violet's personal Lyft driver. For of the course. Rest of the week. I keep, te- I keep teasing her. I'm like, you know, I should sign up for Lyft and just start charging you, but then I'd be charging myself. So it doesn't make any sense because she takes my money. So. It's all good, you know. Yeah, just keep busy. Still looking for a job, so I'm out there. Got a lot of options. Got a lot of options. Got some options, options out there, you know. Riding the government tit for a while, you know. That's okay. 
That's all right. Anyway, that's the worst Trump impression ever. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're not even gonna like you're getting a special special edition. We're just gonna jump right into movies. That's right. We don't have fuck all for news, so we're not playing that music. We well, don't we don't even want to talk about trailers. We just want to talk about the stuff that we saw already. Yes. Which we've seen. Oh, it's been about two. I've weeks. seen I've seen a lot of shit. I'm just gonna hit the highlight ones. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to go into like hey, so the third episode. You want to start with Flash? Zing zing zing. Or 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 as I say it. Tell me where in the world is Ezra Miller. Pineapple. That's right. No pineapple in the Ezra Miller Flash movie. Oh, also, yeah. no Grant Gustin. No. So uh, can we just touch on that? Because I honestly, I don't know if you watch the Arrowverse shows on the WB or CW or whatever the fuck it's on. I, I dabbled in them. I never like. I mean, the Flash had like what nine seasons or yeah, something. Yeah, but like you, that? did you see the episode where? where Ezra Miller was on yes. the DC one, that was supposed to be taking place during this movie. So there was all the speculation that you would see that scene in the Flash movie because you would see what led up to it, that scene, and then what happens after with Ezra Miller from that perspective. Whereas in the show, we got the Grant Gustin, uh, the, the Arrowverse Flash's view of what happened, and they never put it in. Yeah. And it would have been so easy to put that in. Well, I mean, this uh, we're going to get into Flash, and we're going to spoil the bejesus out of it. We're not even going to do the spoiler stuff at this point. You guys have probably seen it, um, but me and my boy had seen it on separate occasions. Once again, we did not date, but we uh, yeah, no, we no buttered popcorn from my bucket for you. That's right. We're going to have some, we're going to have some Tuesday night regal regal attempts. Yeah, we've uh, we've said we're going to start seeing our movies on Tuesday night. Because, you know, that's the $6.50 bargain night at Regal Cinemas. That's right. Do I get the senior citizens discount for that, too? No, there's no senior citizens discount. Son of a nutcracker. That's going to be funny because we'll pay six fifty for the ticket and then like $30 for food. Oh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't buy food at the theater. Well, if my kids work in concession, I can bring the uh, the bucket from home that, that already has the X on the bottom. Yeah. She'll be like, can I get a refill? And she'll pretend like, oh, yeah, I looked. and You'd yeah. do that for me, right? See, we had a friend that used to work the movie theater at the JV Mall. Yes, when they had the theater there, and they would he would just give us a cardboard box filled, filled with, with popcorn. popcorn, and then at the end somebody always wore it because yep. we we're just like Yahoo, you know, and then ran out like a bunch of freaking delinquents. You know, the people at the theater fucking hate people like that, of course, because they got to clean up all that popcorn. We left the movie theater. Minnie's like brushing the popcorn like under the seat so that it wouldn't be there. And <laughs> I guess it's a secret that if you can't see the popcorn, you don't vacuum the popcorn. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Now, I did, it was a one tick. I mean, we're all over the place, but there was one, a TikTok that I was following. This girl did uh, things I find while ushering. And oh. she would, you know, pull out like, oh, here's an unused thing. Like, here's, she would always find cash. Always find like five, ten bucks, a wallet sometimes. But like, she always returned that stuff. But it was like, here's a, you know, a bottle of Jack and Coke, you know, Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. Manny's found, but there was, I, when he first started working there, he was telling the story of finding like a broken bottle of booze that was all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. But, so anyway, yeah, we're going to get into uh, The Flash. My boy has seen some other movies. Uh, I've seen a bunch of TV. I went to a concert, a little Sworn Enemy, uh, and some other some other bands. Um, so we're just going to get right into it, man. So uh, The Flash. The Flash. I'm going to start off with, I give it a solid four out of five. Me too. I think I put that on the TikTok that it was a good, a good four out of five, you know? Um, yeah, my thoughts, you know, it was tough because... It was good. I mean, it was definitely good for me. Uh, it was a movie that was, what, 10 years in the making at this point? There were so many different directors, so many. Then, obviously, our boy Ezra 
you know. Uh, he got into his stuff and then the rear end and then the DC thing. So it's just everything's just been littered with stuff. So it was kind of like, I don't know. Personally, for me, I was going to see Batman Flashpoint. Oh, abso- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people that. are saying that the best part of the movie is Michael Keaton, which to a, de- to a degree, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I thought there was a lot more going on if you're paying attention between Ezra and Ezra. Yes, I like the I like the whole concept of it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, I wanted to see uh, you know Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting watching the the present day Barry Allen, who had gone back in time, interacting with his younger self, who didn't, who grew up with a mother and a father, yep. and is basically a spoiled, rotten little prick. Yep, and really getting an amplified version of how fucking annoying he is. Absolutely. And I think he even addresses that at one point in the movie. He's just like, wow, I had no idea I was this annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's good to see him mentor his younger self, but then his younger self. Now, when 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 I had problems with the CGI. Yeah, which most people did. Um, you said you don't care so I'm, much. I'm not like... I mean, there there are some CGI in some films, especially older ones, where... It's glaringly obvious, right? Um, I think the problems that people have at, at this point is like it's 2023, man. You should be able to figure this shit out. Like, yes, you know, like I, I always refer to bad. I CGI doesn't really bother me except for there was one episode in The Walking Dead where there was a deer that came by, and it was the worst. Like, it looked like South Park. Like somebody just put a fucking deer, and I was like, it looked like really something guys? out of that. It looked like something out of the game Buck Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a double buck bonus. The, double buck bonus. To quote my uh, my buddy uh, Sean there, but uh, well, yeah, stuff you like know, that. But like you know, people like, the CGI. I'm like, I didn't really have a problem with it. It's CGI that seems so. It it's when it's done in a way that it seems like it's out of place in the scene. Like you can totally, completely tell. Like my big CGI problem was not the multiverse CGI because that was done in a style that it was done in purposely. Yeah. To enhance that whole like this is a multiverse kind of thing. It was the the slow motion Quicksilver in the X Men hospital scene with the babies in the microwave. Yes, well, they've done the Quicksilver thing better in Days of Future Past. Right, they've done it so much better in so many other movies. Like if they had done it that way, I'd have been fine. But the babies just seem so that uncanny valley where you're like, I can totally tell that they're not even trying to fool me with them being real. I can totally one hundred percent tell that they're. Yeah. CGI. Well, I mean, it's not like they're going to take freaking 10 babies. No, but like they, they like you said, they should be able to figure this shit out by now and have at least halfway decent CGI. Mm-hmm. That's not going to take me out of the scene because all I'm focusing on is how awkward that CGI is done. Yeah. I know I'm nitpicking a little detail. No. There's other things in the movie like, you know, <clears throat> you can totally tell when they go, and this is heavy spoilers here, people. I don't even know if I need to press the spoiler button. I just do it. I don't know where the fucking spoiler button is. Spoiler. Uh, don't drink the milk. There you go. Um, you don't get the, you don't the, get the extended the, version. The when we first break into main Wanner, main, main Wanner, main Wayne Manor, Wayne Manor, and you've got like the what I call the homeless Bruce Wayne, <laughs> where he's got like the long hair and the beard. It, it felt in the movie when you're watching it that that was supposed to be something that was a surprise that that was Michael Keaton. I get that they couldn't. I mean, you and I talked about it earlier. You you said that they had to tell you Michael Keaton because of all the shit that was going on with with the Flash and Ezra and all that stuff. Like 
most people were not going to go see this True. movie. And obviously, if the box office is any indication, I mean, it it didn't do well. It did not do well at all. It still was number one for the past two weeks. Yeah, but it's, you know, like, it, it only did, like, about 55, Yeah, it 60. didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Yeah, which, I mean, at the same point, it's it's a... There, there's a lot of problems going right. on with DC I, I right get, now. I get you know? that they had to blow the Michael Keaton, you know, nut yeah. to get people in the seats, but... It felt like that was supposed to be a surprise that that was Michael Keaton, and it really showed. Yeah. It almost like they had a dramatic pause at the end of that little fight scene in the kitchen mm-hmm. where you realize it's Michael Keaton. You're like, for the audience to react. Yeah. And it was like, uh, there's this awkward silence here. I think something's supposed to happen here where it was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was tough because they did, they did, you know, we talked about this on other episodes of the pod where it's like, you know, to get people into seats at this point, they like right. have to drop these like... You know, okay, so they did the I'm Batman thing in the trailer. Then they You want to get nuts? The, the, yeah, that would have been great just to find out afterwards. But they put that in there, and it's just like, can you save a little something, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was the thing that just that knocked it down a little bit for me was that the fact that they could have went a hundred different ways. And apparently they did. They filmed... Uh, you know that ending part of it where with George Clooney, I'm, say yeah, what you want with George Clooney, but they filmed it with Pattinson. They filmed it with Keaton. They well, when they looked at when they watched it, what was it like over a year ago at um, CinemaCon? CinemaCon, that scene, the feet come out, step out. You know, you yeah. saw the shoes, and then you see Barry go, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Yeah, and, and that's where it ended. you don't see who it was. Yeah, that's what so I nobody heard. knew who it was going to be at the end there. Um, I don't know that we needed that. I get there was. It just seems like a lot of things were shoehorned in there, like the Nicolas Cage fighting the giant spider. Unless you knew the Kevin Smith script story yep. of Superman Lives, yeah, Superman Lives. Um, th- people were probably just going, "I don't get what the fuck this is." Yeah, you know, and it was nice to see like the George George Reeves Superman and then right. the Christopher Reeve and and uh, that, my, that, that girl who played Supergirl in the nineties. Um, that girl. What's her name? Laura. I don't know. Laura uh, Lauren Slater, Christian Slater's sister. Yeah. Oh, is that her? Helen Slater. Helen Slater. That's Christian Slater's sister. Oh no shit. Yeah. Um. But like, what we were saying, did I need a CGI of the two of them? No. There's enough footage from movies <laughs> yeah. of them that you could have just put it in. We said that we were saying it before. They did it better in Superman Two. Yes. In the freaking seventies than they did in this movie. Yeah, because they used footage of Marlon Brando from other stuff, but f- that they had filmed that they didn't use. Early in the uh, Superman one, they used that footage and that audio yeah. in the new one. Yeah, and it was fun because you in did Superman get, two. Sorry. Yeah, you did get the the Michael Keaton Batman. You did get the uh, the Batfleck, which was cool. Right. I, I always enjoyed Batfleck. Then they went back and they showed the Adam West one and all this stuff right. like that. Like for me, I don't know. It was just something that they at this point they were like, we got to get this thing out because it's been years in the making. Millions of dollars, like it, the Ezra stuff isn't going away. Like we just got to get it out, and it was, you know, it was definitely enjoyable. Like I, I enjoy, and one of these days we'll do a ranking of the DCEU movies where it's like I enjoyed all those movies, right? But there were certain caveats where it's like I love Batman v Superman, but the director's cut. I like Man of Steel is so uh, oh overrated, my God, so uh, underrated. Justice League, I like the Zack Snyder Justice League as opposed to the fucking Justice League. Because it, ex- you know? it explains a lot more. Yeah, so 
rewatchable though yeah the only one of the dc movies that i can think that i would rewatch and i have rewatched is the wonder woman movie yeah pattinson's ba- the batman oh yeah and yeah that's about it yeah. oh no well man of steel yes i mean forget about the christopher reeve supermans i've watched those so many fucking times oh the superman and superman 2 are like my the, yep. Don, the, the Dick Don- Donner ones are like my favorite. Yeah, the Donner cut. Yeah. Oh, the Donner cut, definitely. Yeah, that's the better one. But I mean, this movie doesn't lend me to like, oh, I want to watch it again. Yeah. We'll, we'll, when it's on, when it comes to Max and my wife hasn't seen it, when Kate hasn't seen it and she's like, oh, we should watch it. I'll be like, all right, we'll watch it. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things. Like, if it's on HBO, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and just put it on. Like, but I'm not going to go out of my way and make an event of it. No. And that was one of the other things you talked about is like, you know, it's not really an event to go to the movies like it used to be because it's like, well, you know, The Machine, I saw that, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. And it's already out Yeah, I online. noticed I noticed that on my files where it was like The Machine and uh, About My Father or whatever. And I've watched is. both of those. Yeah, they're already on streaming. And I'm like... About My Father was very good. I watched that. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it, but it was very, very good and very funny, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, comedies like that I'll catch on... on, on oh, yeah. Ends, but... You know, event ones like this. Now, it's just, yeah, it's like the more I think about The Flash, it was definitely I recommend, you know, if you want to see it. It's just DC is in such a weird spot right now. Where And it's this like, was supposed to restart. Didn't, um, um, what's his name? Oh, my God. Joss, no. Um, uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Didn't he say that this is what was going to restart the new phase of DC? Like, this is going to be the beginning of it? Yeah. How? No. No. Exactly. Like you that's the thing. Like you could have done a flashpoint where you know, and it's it's tough because this movie was filmed so many years ago and they didn't know what they were doing and now James Gunn's coming out like 2015, okay? Uh 2015. 2025. New DCU starts with Superman Legacy. Actually, they said that Blue Beetle is going to be the first DCU right. character, which I love. Um but at the same time, if you would have Maybe, and it's tough because you couldn't because with all this shit. It's like you could have made an ending of the Flashpoint where, you know, you could reset the whole DC universe. Like all of a sudden, boom, here's your new Superman. Okay, we'll keep Supergirl because I thought she was amazing in that Flash movie. And that was another thing I was going to touch on is like, look, they go in, she, they go into that sphere. Yeah. And you think you're going to see a emaciated, skinny Henry Cavill. Yeah. And you don't, and they give you her, and it's like, but she, she dies and she's done. It's like, what? Yeah. Why would you introduce me this character now? Hopefully they do do they, something with her and another. Are, but this flashpoint thing proved that, like, well, no, because no matter what universe she's in, she dies. She dies over and over and over. No matter what you and do. And yeah, you could have done it where it was like, yeah, here's your new Superman. Oh, uh, you know, Jason Momoa, that's Aquaman. Oh, now he's Lobo. Oh, no, Aquaman, he changed it to this blonde hair freaking regular, you know. Right. The, the one we all know from the comics. You know, you switch all. Here's your new DCU. And Barry just switched everything over. Now, boom, you go with that. But they couldn't do that. No. And at this point, with the even with the Shazam and Aquaman, does anybody give a flying fuck about Aquaman 2? No. No. Same with Shazam and even Flash. Like, you look at it and you go... You know, and they could say, oh, Elseworlds, Elseworld, all that shit. It's like, well, there's no stakes in this, so who, no. who fucking cares? They're not coming back. Obviously, no. as it, you know. And it's like that awkwardness of, and, and people will disagree, of bringing back Gamora in 
um, in Go. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, it's not Gamora. You're bringing back a character that everybody loves, but it's not, and they kind of address this in it, it's not the character that everybody loves. Yeah. It's a whole alternate universe one who doesn't have that same relationship, the same experiences with the team. It's like creating a clone of yourself. Yeah. It's just going to be a physical-looking clone. It's not going to be the same person because it's not going to have all those experiences you had. And that's what you're getting with these multiverse things is like you're trying to get me to care about a character who's not the character that I've bonded with over the past 10 films. Yeah. And I just don't think it works. And this movie is going to be no different, but it gave them a chance to, like you said, reset the whole thing with all new characters so we can start from the ground. I love those characters that are over there that in all the movies I've seen. Yep. But now to create a new phase, we use Flashpoint to reset everything. Give us a new Flash. Give us a new Aquaman. Give us our new Batman. Give us everybody. Even if you want to tie Pattinson into it with the Batman, you can just say, hey, Flashpoint happens, and that's what created the Pattinson Batman that we now see mm -hmm. as our new Batman in the new Justice League stuff. Yeah. And they just missed it. They just they could have done it, and they're missing it. It's just it's bad timing. You know, like they could have. They already invested $200 million into this flick. Yeah. It's like... We got to do something with it at this point, you know? And then a lot of people hyped it up, you know? Even James Gunn was like, this is the best comic book movie of all time. Is it? And they thought it was going to tie the old universe into the new one and make that transition. And it, it, I don't think it does. It didn't do a fucking thing. It's it probably better off as a standalone movie. Yeah. And, it, you know, I'm glad that I saw it. I, 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 I wasn't like, this sucks. I thought it was, you know, mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. Like you know? we always say, they got my money. Yeah. Yeah, but it would have been it's it's a missed opportunity and it's bad timing. Yes. Because, you know, and that and that's the problem a lot of times with the media and stuff like that, you know, where the whole stuff that's going on with Star Wars where it's like we're oh going to do God. these three movies and these people are attached to it. Now all of a sudden even with that they're like, "Well, yeah, we're going to push it another 3 years." And you're like, "Why are you telling me about a fucking project that you're going to release in three years I, i'm gonna be 60 by the time this shit comes out well and i don't know you know not to get too far off topic i don't know if there's a release date on craven the hunter oh but yeah. isn't that like 2025 no no that's that's coming out like end of this year I okay think. good because i'm like don't give me i hate when they're giving me trailers that are like teaser trailers for movies that are coming out like two years from now yeah yeah, they, they, I think they've calmed down a little That's bit. That's like with that, that hot but... girl that you're in love with who's like, hey, if I'm not married by 30, you and me. And you're like, so I got to stay single till I'm 30 to, and hope that you do too? Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about. Uh, I mean, do you have anything as far as like with The Flash? I mean, no. That's, go see it. That's my hot take on The Flash. Go see it. Don't expect too much. What is that? Keep your expectations low and you won't be disappointed. Exactly. Exactly. Just like old Zendaya will tell you. But, uh, yeah, as far as movies go, like we can't go into that Craven trailer. Um, well, other movies I saw. What was it? Uh, on Father's Day, me and the whole family went to go see Elemental. Ooh, the Disney Pixar. Pixar. Um, and we talked about the fact that, like, again, they're not creating these movie events like yeah. it used to be, where you were like, "Oh my God, Toy Story two is coming out." The whole family's gonna go. A because the whole family can't fucking afford. Yeah, exactly. The only reason my whole family could afford to go see. Uh, the elemental movie is because two of my kids work at the movie theater <laughs> and use their free employee tickets to get the whole family tickets to the movie. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Um, it was a really good movie. 
expect to cry a little bit. I cried a little <laughs> bit, you know. It's and that's not in a like Pixar movie, no. And it's not like a it's it's. I don't know that it was so much of a I'm sad cry, but as like a oh that's so awesome, like sweet, happy. It was you know what it's Romeo and Juliet with elements. Yeah, that's if I had to simplify it as simple as possible. It's like a Romeo and Juliet. She's fire. The guy she falls in love with is water. Mm. They, you know, there's that. Her family came from the fire land of fire and moved into the big city where everybody's like, "Oh, you're fire, get out of here! Oh, you're fire, get out of here!" You know, and she meet her dad's like, "Water, no water. They're they're deaf to us." And she falls in love with this guy who's water. And you know, it's a really sweet, good movie. Yeah, take your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. <laughs> Go see Elemental. No, yeah, we were talking about before we got a mic about Pixar stuff, and yeah, what a shame it was. I mean, I'm at the age now where my kids are grown, so I mean they're they're teenagers, I, you know. So I'm almost like I'm, I'm exempt. It's like I did jury duty. I'm like I I, I saw that shit. <laughs> like I don't have to do this anymore. Um, I still go good. because I love animation. Yeah. Where you don't, you're not a fan of animation. No, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I do like certain ones, and like I said, I've seen you know the Despicable Me's and all the Pixar movies. Fritz and the I, Cat. Fritz the Cat, you know, Debbie does dishes. Um, I've seen all of them, right. and I really, really enjoy them. Like Disney movies, I've seen all the princess movies ad nauseum. Um, great, but now I'm at the age where it's just like my kids don't want to see it, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Gonna, you know, I'm I don't surpri- know. I'm surprised Violet doesn't want to see that. I feel like that's the kind of movie she'd want to see. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, and it's also a shame is that with Pixar, the way we talked about it before we got on was uh, how. Disney and Pixar and stuff like it's not Pixar's fault. Don't get me wrong. No, it's a Disney problem. It's a Disney problem. It's a it's a where they kind of cheapen the the animation where sure COVID and stuff threw a lot of wrenches into stuff. But, you know, all the movies that they did, they put all this heart and soul and years into these movies. And they got Apple Dumpman Disney Plus. It's like like turning red and soul. Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's also the same problem they're running into with the Marvel Universe where they get a lot of success and they go, well, we got to monopolize on that and let's just start pumping shit out as fast as we can. Yeah. And the quality suffers because of that. Yeah. The story suffers because of that. And Pixar started doing the same thing with like, let's just throw shit out there and try and get it done as fast as possible. Yeah. And the Pixar people, because Disney wants it and the Pixar people can't take the time. And I feel like though with Elemental, they had the ability to take the time on this one because the animation was phenomenal. There was this mix of... As close to things looking like the real world as they could get, very detailed done, um, and almost like a the I, I mentioned that the the fire girl was like almost like a watercolor, but it was only because it gave that feel of like you've got that static background and then her she's fire instead of standing there and talking and like a normal anime person, there was so much motion to her character because she's fire and the same thing with the water guy you see things moving around him the way when he's standing there and the light shines through him and you play with the shadows off the ground and the same thing with her and the light and the shadows off the ground it really was like the amount of detail that was put into all the effects that go on around the main action really drew you in and was like wow this is like very well and thought out and done i was just very impressed by how much detail they actually put into everything yeah and, and pixar has always been the standard for quality you know yes. it's not like 
you know, they and, don't and fuck you, around those no. boys. Well, even the, even the Illumination people, like they're doing a really really good job. The Despicable Me and Mario Brothers people, like they, I, I always feel bad for these people because because of corporations going, we got to pump this shit out. You're losing that quality because right. they're overworked. You know, hey kids, if you ever want to freaking go to school for freaking animation or visual effects, because obviously it's a high in demand with all these companies. So they're just churning stuff out, and you know that's why you get bad CGI and fucking the flesh. Yep. The problem is, is that that movie's been in development for so long. It's like you couldn't, you, you couldn't tweak that. It's been three years, yeah. four years. I well, mean, and that was also the problem that I had with uh, the Wonder Woman movie was, you know, that bad CGI in the was it the Wonder Woman movie with. Um, anyway, yeah. the, <laughs> in all those, no, it was the just the original Justice League movie the. Joss Whedon one. Oh yeah. Like all the bad CGI in that that was like so horrifically bad that it looked like a PlayStation 3 cutscene. Not even PlayStation yeah. 4. Forget PlayStation 5. Ooh. We're talking like a PlayStation 3 cutscene. Oh, That's what it looked like. Shit. Um but yes, uh Elemental, I wholeheartedly endorse Elemental. Go see it. Yeah, I mean like I said both movies are are tanking at the box office unfortunately and it's, you know, it's unfortunate but you know, go if you want to see more of these movies, go support them. You know, and like yeah. I said, you don't have to go run and see like well, about my father in the theater. You can wait, no. but stuff like this, you wanna you wanna go see it in the theater. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's as far as like the movies go. No, well, and then the wife and I did the double feature. Oh, that's right. So we watched. We we decided we had to rewatch the first one before we watched the sequel. As you do, and we watched Becky and Wrath of Becky. Wrath of Becky. Now, what's very misleading, we talked about it, the Wrath of Becky on a previous episode because we saw the trailer for it and stuff, mm-hmm. where um, Stifler, uh, what is it? What the hell is his fucking name? I don't know. Stifler. We'll just Stifler, call him Stifler. Where Stifler is the bad guy. They lead you to believe that it's like, oh, another fucking Nazi guy? Yeah. But it's not. They, where, where, where Kevin James was a swastika tattooed head talking about mixing race and all that shit in the first one. Yeah. Nazi. This one was they were just going off of the fucking Donald Trump Proud Boy shit. <laughs> and it was you know, they really heavily leaned into that over the top ridiculousness. Um, you know, and and what's funny is like there's a lot of scenes where you're like, wait, what the fuck? And it's literally her fantasizing about killing people. Oh wow. Okay. So they do like the whole Yeah, they do the whole she fantasizes about like she's in the diner and the guy's like Oh, I wanted butter on my toast, and she's like, "I didn't want the. I wanted the butter on the toast," and he, she's like, "Well, you got butter in the dish," and he's like, "Yeah, but if you put it on the kitchen, it's melted." And he's he's like, "So get me more," and she like breaks a plate and slits his throat. Oh, geez. and he bleeds all over the place, and then it cuts to the fact that she was just daydreaming, just the whole like, oh, wow, wow. Glad so there I didn't was a, do that. there was some some good gore. Uh, um, that's what you go there for. But but I I think a lot of those good gore scenes were her fantasizing of doing things because you're like you know there's one scene she runs a guy over the tractor and it's got the like the tiller on the back and she's tilling him and you're like that that guy did not she did not run him over he could have gotten away that tractor was moving so slow but then you realize it was just her fantasizing she goes well i wouldn't be able to do that so unfortunately Uh, the tractor didn't start so and she does something else so it was, you, get, you get all the gratuitous gore and violence without actually the consequences. No, no, you still get the the some gratuitous gore and violence with the consequences. Okay. Um, but it was very over-the-top, ridiculous, unbelievable, but that's what that movie is. Yeah. They lean very hard into it, and they owned it. Yeah, you're not, you're not watching uh, Wrath of Becky for, you know, 
the story. Scorsese it's, movie. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a one hundred one hour and twenty four minute movie, and I'll tell you that like fifteen minutes of that is is uh, credits in the beginning and end. Is it on any of the streaming, or is it just on demand? I don't know where. I'll it have is. to check that out because I, I did enjoy to... the first one. The first one was ridiculous, and you're well, like, Kevin James is a Nazi, and it was funny. Manal looks at him and goes. Looks pretty hot looking like that. Well, and they do give you a little more information. If those of you have seen Becky, they give you a little more information about the key from the first one, which was like the whole plot point of the first one was him trying to get that key. Now, see, I totally forgot about the whole key thing. And she still got the key, and you find out that, you know, the key has a cover. It's at that end of the key is a cover that slides off, and there's coordinates inside. Um, But they don't tell you what that is, but we're going to get another Becky movie because at the end, she. 16-year-old Becky gets recruited by the CIA. <laughs> what the fuck? Agent Becky. Oh, yeah. that's You know what? You got Becky, Wrath of Becky, and Secret Agent Becky. I, I'm down with it. Keep I'm down with it. Keep stupid, making them. Keep making these stupid well, Becky movies. Well, it's it's like the... Um, John Wick's been running around just because somebody killed his dog for four movies. Oh. I mean, why not? And hey, you know, they they in the Becky movie, they keep going after her dog, but that dog keeps coming. That's right. Because in the first Becky movie, what did they, they did something to the dog. Her, one dog got killed, and then her dog, the other one, uh, I can't remember what its name was. I don't remember. It was like Caesar or something like that. But that dog got knocked out or something like that, but lived. It was fine. Yeah. In this one, this dog gets fucking clocked with a goddamn baseball bat, and you're like, they fucking killed the dog. And then the freaking Proud Boy guys had kidnapped the dog and kept it. Uh, so the dog was fine. Good. Um, but, I mean, it's like, oh, what the fuck is that? Uh, um, Pearl and X. X. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those movies. You're building a universe of just ridiculousness. Yeah, why not? This one is like that suspense thriller gore. It's not really so much a horror movie. Yeah. Where the X and Pearl were like kind of like those horror movies. Yeah, they're doing the same thing here, and and I'll take more of it every day. It's a nice little just. I go into it knowing this is going to be ridiculous. Of course, and that's the way you should be. You know, you can't go into a movie like Wrath of Becky and be like expecting Shakespeare. Well, yeah, you know, it's the, like, the problem comes is when people take things like Cocaine Bear, which was a fun, was, yeah, fun stupidity. movie, yeah, fun movie of stupidity, and go, well, let's make like we talked about last, Crackoon, Crackoon, baby, a, a raccoon on crack. It's like. Now you've gone too far because it's so low budget bad. It's it's all the sci fi stuff where it's like you know shark the puss against freaking megalopolis. And, yep. you know who cares? So uh, the the only other thing I did watch that I'm not going to go too deep into it wasn't the tearjerker I thought it was going to be. Okay, was the Stan Lee movie? You know I was going to watch that, and then I read something from the the Kirby Estate. Right, basically saying like why are they still jerking off this Stan Lee guy when like it, it was going Kirby were like. The main people, he was like the figurehead. It was literally just the story of Stanley. That's all it was. It wasn't anything more than that. It wasn't I mean, anything I just, deeper. I just love that man. Um, I love that man I, so much. But like at the same time, like I read that thing about from Kirby, from Jack Kirby's estate, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're kind of right. Like nobody's talking about, you know, those guys formed Marvel and they came right. up with these great ideas. But like, you know, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby were like the guys. Oh like, yeah, they they, they were. Stan Lee was the guy out freaking pimping it out, going, hey, Excelsior, look at this, you know? And well, you're like... Because Stan, like, Stan Lee didn't draw anything. No. He just wrote the stories. Yeah. He came up with the story. I mean, look... He came he, up with the some of the ideas and some of the stories, and they do get into where he came up with some of the ideas, mm-hmm. but you realize he just wrote stories, and they animated it. 
Yeah. And he said Jack Kirby was like amazing. I could go, how about a guy who's like big, but he's like Jekyll and Hyde. And he's like a big green guy. And he's like, hold on. He drew and drew the fucking Hulk and was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Kirby was great at like, you have an idea, visualizing and creating that thing that with the minimal amount of detail, being able to draw exactly what you were thinking about. Mm hmm. With minimal description. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, you, you, you talk about stuff like, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, right? Legend. Ozzy. Ozzy. Um, he would just, as far he doesn't really play an instrument. He would get no. all these amazing musicians. He goes, I don't write a song. He goes, and then Zach Wilde's like, okay. Or like Randy Rhodes. They make this amazing music. And he's like, oh, that's what I wanted to do. You know, like, so he comes. He's, he's you know. Uh, what's that saying that in Van Halen they used to say it all the time? With David Lee Roth used to say, you know, the the Van Halen brothers did all the art. The Jew sells it, like because he was the Jewish guy. Right. He's like the Jew sells it. Okay, Kiss. you know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Gene Simmons and Kiss. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, in a couple of weeks, I'm I started watching. And I haven't finished, but we'll talk about it probably on one of the next episodes. I started watching the Michael Keaton doc. I mean, um, the Michael J. Fox documentary. So I'll let you know. Yeah, Kat and I are watching it together, and the two of us were watching it and like starting to nod off. And I'm like, pause, and she goes, "Why are you pausing?" I was like, "We're both falling asleep here. Like, we're not going to finish this." Oh, good old Alex B. Keaton. That was the one thing that we, we forgot to mention in the Flash one where. You knew that the universe was different because they kept saying that Eric Stoltz, Stoltz was in the yeah. Back to the Future, and they're like, well, and oh, Eric Stoltz, who's this Michael J. Fox? And you know what's funny? I, okay, I didn't want to get into it, but I didn't realize like Michael J. Fox was filming a very low-budget, stupid werewolf movie, mm-hmm. and literally right down the street, Steven Spielberg is filming this super high-budget movie, and it turned out like... They wanted him for Back to the Future, but he had his contract with Family Ties, oh. and they were like, yeah, we're not letting you do it. And then they were finally were like, okay, but you can't miss one hour of filming on Family Ties for this fucking movie. And he was like, I would get up, a guy would pick me up at six in the morning, drive me over to the studio, I'd spend all day doing Family Ties, another guy would come and pick me up, I'd fall asleep in the back of the car while he's driving me to wherever we were fucking filming Back to the Future, I would start doing the Back to the Future stuff. We'd leave there I, at like in the middle of the night. He'd drive me home. I'd fall asleep in the car. He'd carry me into my freaking apartment. Wow. Put me in bed. I'd wake up, like get like two hours of sleep, wake up and have to go back to Family Ties and just every day back and forth and back and forth for months, he said. He goes, it was grueling and exhausting, but that's what created his career. Oh, absolutely. But I'm only halfway through it, so it's really good if you want to watch it so when we talk about it, you can... Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, we'll it's on be... Apple TV though. See, so you know, how are you gonna bre- watch it? I'm gonna break down and get it. I have to at this point. Um, you know, so many things on the Apple TV shows. Wise, what you got? Because I oh. know you watch something I have yet to watch because I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, oh, well, two shows that I watched. Um, I did watch the first episode of Secret Invasion. As did I. Yeah, um, I like it. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, we and were- by the way. Because if you can't take spoilers, the show fucking dropped like two days ago. Yeah. At this point, for some of you, it's almost a week that that show dropped by the time you're listening to this. So yeah. if you don't want to hear spoilers, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So moving on. <laughs> well, no, it was it was good. It It's in the vein of Marvel, which I'm a big fan of, which right. is the Captain America, 
um, you know, Falcon <clears throat> Winter Soldier. Conspiracy type Conspiracy shit. espionage kind of stuff. Not necessarily guys. Yeah, not, not necessarily guys running around in tights punching each other in the face. This is more of like, you know, spy thriller kind of stuff. Sure. So, which I will say, one of the nice things I do enjoy is when they move away from these like super powered people to like the, that's the appeal of Batman. He's just a regular fucking dude who's got a lot of money to buy shit. Yep. They're dealing with Nick Fury, who's just a regular fucking dude. Yeah. He's got no superpowers. He's boots on the ground, you know. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, I always like Nick Fury's character. I think he's a little over the top sometimes, sure. but um, <laughs> but we all remember the freaking uh, what's his name, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. He was Nick Fury first. Was David he? Hassel. Yeah, and like some shitty TV. We'll look it up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the story of it. Um, I forgot, uh, and my boy had to remind me as far as like the Captain Marvel of it all. It's been know, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years since, uh, you know. and The events of Captain Marvel. Yeah, so, you know, the scrolls they were promised a home. They've been flying around with Nick Fury with Sab- with uh, with Saber. Um, right. They don't have a home, so they're pretty much pissed off. The ones on Earth are going, "Fuck this! We're going to take Earth." Um, yep. Now the scroll thing is is interesting. It's it, a lot of like, but then it's just like you don't know who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. Which some people have the appeal of that. To me, it's kind of annoying. Well, that was like new rock stars always used to play off of. My theory is he's a scroll. Everything was like that yeah. person's a scroll. Mephisto. Well, but you know what? I, I just hope they don't use this scroll shit and the shape shifting and overuse it like they overuse time travel. Yeah. Oh, that problem's all fucked up. Let's use time travel just to fix it. And now everything's multiverse. It's like So so know. I mentioned that big spoiler here that at the end of that episode, Maria Hill yes. gets killed. The one bad guy scroll, you know, transforms into Nick Fury. She's like, Nick, Nick, and he's like, boom, and shoots her. Yeah. She drops dead. She's on the ground. The real Nick Fury comes over and goes, What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? Yeah. I said, I feel like that's a big MacGuffin. That they kidnapped Maria Hill, faked her death with another scroll, mm-hmm. so that they can use their machine they have back at their base where they read people's minds and transfer a person's mind into a scroll so they know everything they know to get all the shield um, secrets that they can to help them take the earth. Yeah. Whether or not that's what's <laughs> going to happen, I don't know. But a character it, like her killing her off, I'm like, why would they kill her off? Like, because Or comics. maybe she wants out of the show. show. Yeah, because comics. <laughs> because Nobody comics. dies in comics. No. Come on. I'm back. Or maybe she's not dead. Maybe she's pulling a Nick Fury and she's going to be in some secret underground base. You never know. She might. Just or maybe up. she was helping the scrolls all along. Maybe she's Mephisto. <laughs> Wait, she's Mephisto. <laughs> I know it's Batman, but Jesus Christ, that's close enough. No, but I, I am excited to see where it goes. Me too. Um, you know, I like those characters. Um, yeah, hopefully no. the scroll thing doesn't get too freaking. Do you think the tone of this is more like the? earlier marvel series than it was the later ones like miss marvel and all those where it just feels like it was kind of like scotch taped together to give us some content no i mean i think they did a good job with this so far so far Um, one episode so far yeah it's really is one episode so it's tough to say like it got me enough to the point where i was like oh this is good i'll watch this yeah this looks cool well i'm gonna watch it no matter what yeah i mean it's marvel so i mean this one there's some of the marvel things you haven't watched right 
Yeah. I mean, which is heartbreaking because she was the one I would always be like, oh, did you see what happened last night? That was one of the things I loved about Yellow Jackets was talking oh, with her yeah. about what happened on each episode. The Last of Us, too. Yeah, and The, the last, last of Us. us. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we'll hang in there and see what it goes. But, you know, it's a good step in the right direction for Marvel, and it's going to tie into the Marvels. Yep. So that'll work great. Um, yeah. You, you watched. Uh, I also watched, uh, because I have the AMC play. Play. Um, I have watched two episodes of The Walking Dead. Dead City. Negan. Negan. He's now, very Negan in this. My uh, my thought was the premise of this was just too ridiculous. Negan's kid gets kid. No, Maggie's kid gets kidnapped yeah, and into the city, and the guy who's in charge has a relationship with Negan, so she needs Negan to help her get in there. Ah, see, here's the deal. Uh, th- that that's the whole premise, pretty much, right? Uh, Herschel gets kidnapped. Right. They have to go. The only way, the reason she recruits Negan even though she hates his guts. And trust me, they'll tell you the whole two episodes how much she hates him. But yet she needs him, you know. Um, The guy that took uh, and is in New York City is this guy named the Croat who is a former savior. Okay. He was... They they talk about it in this latest episode where it was like... And the reason Maggie knows this is because it's like, he's a savior, he knows you. And plus, like, there's some marshals that are out to get Negan for doing shit. So of course, there's, there's always that, somebody like, out to get him Negan. chasing him chasing the Croat to get that, and then the marshal is chasing Negan to kill him because of crimes, I guess. Because um, of comics, yeah. Because <laughs> comics, um, yeah. So people forget that The Walking Dead was a comic book. Absolutely, yeah. Kirkman, Kirkman, he's rolling in the so. So Negan's right. helping because because he knows the Croat. Because and apparently what had happened was he the Croat came to the saviors. He was a crazy piece of shit. Um, but Negan decided to take him into the saviors to kind of help him. And he was kind of like the torture guy. Right. For Negan, like for the shit that he couldn't handle, he would get the Croat to do it. And then apparently he did one of Negan's big no no's, which is, you know, raping. Uh, a child. Oh, he did the rapey rape. So Negan excommunicated him, basically shot his ear off, and he ran off, and now he has a grudge against Negan. Because he was a kid toucher. He was a dirty kid toucher. Or it was rape or something like that. He did the, you know, Negan did the unspeakable. Yeah. Speaking of kid touchers. Tell me where in the world is Ezra Miller. Pineapple. Pull right. Pekka out. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so far... It's better than Fear. Okay. I'll give it that. It did have some decent numbers for the premiere. Um, I'm going to stick with it. The only thing that drives me nuts is, okay, so talk about CGI and stuff. They're filming this in New York City, apparently, right? Right. CGI is not bad. Now, you might look at it and go, this is dog shit. Um, And there's some characters in it that, you know, they run across these kooky people, as you do in New York City, you know, when there's not an apocalypse. This one is even... But what's cool is that there's... What I think is cool is that, you know, there's zombies everywhere, right? Because it's New York City. It's millions of people. Sure. So they're all moving around. The way they get, you know, so they're always encountering zombies or walkers or whatever the fuck you want to call them. So to get around, a lot of these buildings have zip lines. Oh, okay. So, like, they'll go to this place and, like, you know, they, they follow, like, somebody steals Maggie's bag and they're chasing after her and she goes off on a zip line 
and then they have to do the zip line, and then there's one scene where the guy's trying to get away from the Croat, and the Croat cuts the zip line, so he falls. You know, it's all about zip lines there. I don't know why. Um, but it's, you know, it's interesting. The only thing that drives me nuts is the whole like, you know, she's constantly on Negan's dick about like, you know, you zoinks, <laughs> not 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 fashion, not literally. Oh, okay, and uh, you know, it's always just like. You killed, you killed my husband, and and, and, and like Negan's like, would you fucking let it go already? <laughs> it's been like, how many times do I have to prove myself? But there's essences of Negan that when he, you know, he's he's a changed man, apparently, right? Sure. But there's one where this, you know, the, these people come in and attack them, and you know, he gets the upper hand on one of the guards, and uh, you know, he basically goes into, like, Negan mode, where, like, he's smashing his head through this window, and he's going, and they're down, they're down in the, like, he's on top of this, like, you know, I guess another floor, and they're on the bottom floor, like this, the, right. the, the people that are coming after him, and uh, he takes the guy, and he's smashing his head through the windows, and he's going, knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock, <laughs> he's sticking his head, it's just like, so he says, like, knock, knock, who's there? Butter, butter who? Butter, get your raincoats because it's going to start raining. And it just slits his throat, cuts his guts open, <laughs> throws them over. And you're like, all right, that's Negan. All right, maybe I'll watch it. It's, it's not, it's not as bad as Fear of the Walking Dead. Nothing is as bad as okay. Fear. Fear is a fucking pile of dog shit. <clears throat> um, and it still is. Um, that ended. So now I'm on Dead City. And then, of course, Dead City. Daryl Dixon's coming up where it's like, okay, oh. he's in Paris. How the fuck did he get there? Oh, my God. I know. They showed the teaser of him like on a freaking raft. Like, come on. You're going to tell me he got to Paris on a raft? Let's stop it now. Um, so we'll see. But I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Yes, do keep me posted. On the... Uh, on the, on the Dead City. Have you watched any other TV? No, I have not. Well, right. I sure I have, but nothing new. It's just the same old. It feels like TV's really slow lately. Well, it's the summer. Yeah, it's, you know. So mid seasons. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. So I guess we can go. Like we won't really talk about new releases music wise, um, but I will give a concert review if you want all to right. do the thing, or you, we can not do. All right, give us your concert review. Memories. We'll finish up with Greg's concert review. That's right. So this weekend that just passed, uh, my lovely uh, other half and I went to go see uh, the reunited Biohazard. Damn. In the city at Irving Plaza. It was Biohazard. It was these guys, Sworn Sworn Enemy, uh, Sub-Zero, Incendiary Device, uh, Sheer Terror, and it was was so much fun. Like, now... The thing is, like, you know, I have history with Sub-Zero. I know those guys. Right. You know, we grew up together. Uh, Biohazard, I know Bobby <clears throat> Hamble very well. You right. Know, we grew up together. Um, didn't get backstage, though. I, I'm driving over there, and I'm going looking at me now, and I go, you know, all these people that I know that are playing this, you think I would have fucking hit one of them up for backstage? You yeah. Know? Like, but I, I wanted to be in the crowd. I wanted to experience it, you yeah. know. And it's so funny at this age where, you know, before I go, I'm like, oh, it's general mission shit. I better take a preemptive Advil because <laughs> I'm going in. Yeah. Um, sold out show. Um, the amazing thing. And it, it, it reminded me very much of when I saw Sworn Enemy at the Bowery uh, down the city, the Bowery right. Electric. You go there and we all forget um, 
with these bands that they're all our age, right? Right. I mean, sure, there's a few. They're all old men. There are a few whippersnappers in there, but the majority of the crowd is going to be middle-aged men and women, right? Or, you know, for the most part. So you went in. It was sold out. Now I'm thinking Biohazard fucking 1992. Like, oh, God, it's going to be fucking madness. Um, Each band that was playing was freaking phenomenal. They were Sub-Zero, always great live show. Lou climbed up on the balcony of Irving Plaza and stage dove. And we're like, what the? Like, he, the, the man is insane. But I love the kid. I love him very much. Um, they were great. We only caught like maybe one song, two songs, because we were stuck in traffic. Um, it was an early show. It started at four. Oh, um, well, because they're old. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Got to get the they, blue they, plate they call, special. They called it a Sunday matinee, you know, because, you know, it was old. Uh, but we got in there and... Uh, you know, Incendiary Device, I'd seen them with Sworn Enemy before. It was a hardcore show. It was definitely yeah. all hardcore, right? Um, and, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not even going to get close. The pit's going to be too insane, blah, 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 blah. We stood close as could be. The pit was there. But, like, the funniest thing is that you'd get bumped. And instead of, they were, zero, like, and even Biohazard said it that night, Friday night and Sunday, zero fights. Yep. Every... People would bump into you, and you're like, uh, and they were like, oh, sorry, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, you know? Or if you got a cut in front of somebody, they're like patting you on the back, like, it's all right, brother. Go ahead. Go, ahead. Go up front. Nobody's like, fuck you. There were a few knuckleheads there, right? There always is. You know, there's people in the pit that were swinging fists. But for the most part, like, Manal and I were on the side where Bobby was, kind of like right near the, the backstage. Right. So, like, people were coming in and out. That's how I saw Richie and the guys. When they got off stage, I was like, hey, you know, um, the, the crowd was it was sold out, but it wasn't insane. Like it was contained. Right. And everybody had a good time. The bands, all of them sounded phenomenal. There wasn't one band that I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, like Sworn Enemy. These guys, I've seen them twice. Great band from Queens. Um, bought the shirt. Singer was at the merch booth chatting with him, talking him up. Met with the guys with Sub-Zero outside, smoking butts. We're having a good time, reminiscing. Uh, didn't get to see Bobby, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, Sheer Terror played. They're an old school freaking band. You know, like everybody just freaking came out and had a party. And it was so much fun. Like I left that show, you know, aside from knowing people in, in these bands, I was just like, that was a fun, old school, matinee, hardcore show. And I'm 50 fucking two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was just so much fun, you know, and everybody was contained. There was no oh, fights. Was happy no crazy. Father's Day. And it was on Father's Day. So it was like, all right, like we got home at like 11. Whoa. <laughs> like that was fun. That was so, so I'm I highly recommend if you get a chance to see. And I, you know, I'm biased with, with, with Biohazard, but because I've known them since, you know, they started I've um, been following them since. But, like, they just had song after song after song. And the band said they all look healthy. You know, Bobby's been sober and he's looking great. And the, the bass, I always tease Evan. I used to call him the meatball. Yeah. He's like, you know, oh, get the fuck out of the car and leave it at the crosswalk. But if you don't have, they have screaming freaking Billy. Right. And then you have rapper kind of, you know, hardcore streets with Evan. I used to call him the meatball. Which I would never do to his face. He'd probably kill me. Um, but <laughs> um, 
if you don't have like I remember Evan left and I used to be like oh well look, freaking he left or whatever he was you know I was never a fan of whatever but he looked he was like thin like jacked amazing every they're all like in their almost sixties at this point late fifties early they all look healthy as shit they sounded great and if you don't have Evan with Billy it does not work right. Billy's tried to do a bunch of stuff by himself, Billy Bio and all that other stuff. And you're like, it's good. It's a, and he even did stuff with Send Dog, with Power Flow, like with a rapper guy. And you're like, okay, that's kind of biohazardy. But if you don't have the elements of those four guys, they're a perfect example band wise of if one part's missing, it's, it doesn't it's, work. It doesn't work. You need Screaming <clears throat> Billy, you need rapping freaking Evan, which is, you know, life gets smothered, you know, and people go nuts. You got Bobby, who actually does guitar solos in hardcore songs. Go figure. Never and, uh, you know, the drummer, Danny, is freaking insane. So I, I've i heard Biohazard Records without Evan and Billy. And, and, it's not uh, the same. It's not the same. So you get a chance to go see Biohazard. I think they're touring. Uh, they're touring in Europe now. But I'm sure they'll be back on some runs. They're talking about doing a documentary. They're talking about doing a new album. So you get a chance to see, like, go to one of those shows. And it's actually the Bowery show was that inspired me to do Sacasin. Right. Because I was like, here's a bunch of bands. They're all supporting each other. They're all hanging out. They're all doing this. It's like that the, the, the Biohazard show was like an enhanced huge version of that. Right. Where I was like, shit, you can do this in Irving and sell out two nights at Irving Plaza. You know, obviously Biohazard was is a big name, but yeah, like, a big draw. But yeah, but like still, you know, I mean, I the last time I saw Biohazard, I op- my band opened up for them at Tuxedo Junction. So now they're playing Irvin Plaza, two sold that nights. You know, nostalgia, and uh, they sound amazing. So get a chance to go check these bands out, support these freaking hardcore bands if you're into that shit. Yes, because support local artists. Yeah, Inhuman, Sworn Enemy. I mean, these guys are all on lo- you know smaller labels. I, these guys are on the same label as Sub Zero, but you know, you know, support these bands. Does Taylor Swift really need another thousand dollar ticket sold? No, no. Buy a fifty dollar Sworn Enemy t- tank top. Well, you, that's you that's why I told it. you I'm I'm upset about the fucking uh, the Violent Femmes show because tickets were like 60 bucks for orchestra tickets yeah and it sold out and now they're all like 200 dollars for fan resale fucking tickets like that's not yeah. fucking fans reselling that's someone who bought tickets and is trying to make a profit yeah the whole, and you'll see half those tickets won't even sell too yeah and those whole ticket master things it's just like look you can go pay 200 dollars for this when i or, point to you you hit those two buttons again uh, yeah and uh or you could do that or you could just no. freaking you know go to a freaking hardcore show Go go see Circle Church tickets are freaking thirty dollars. Yeah, fifty. You know, for for pit. You're like, dude. So, yeah, man, that was that was my All big right. review of that. And go check out those bands. I'm gonna put a couple of them on the playlist, um, just to kind of clean house. Um, we got SOSS two coming to you August August twelfth. Uh, August twelfth. Yep, uh, it's free show. So go out and support the bands. What I what what. <laughs> My bad. I was trying to go to the next screen on the uh, stream deck, and I hit the next, and it's the. <laughs> Come on, it's no. <laughs> so yeah, so SOSS two. Yeah, we're 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 setting out the promotions for that. The, the invites on there. You know, we got cardboard dreamhouse. We got cosmic error. We got blue alien mystic. We got the critically ashamed. We got forty nine feet high. It's 
tons of bands, all free, outdoors. Bring your own beer, freaking bring your own farm animal, whatever you want to do. Bring your own broad. Yeah, bring your own broads. Bring it, you know, we're going to have food and entertainment and all that stuff, so it's going to be a blast. So definitely check that out. Go to sackasin.com. Buy a fucking shirt. I want to get like a tank top of this with yikes on it. You know? Yeah. I, I want a basketball jersey with yikes on it. <laughs> I want a hockey jersey. Yeah. Yeah, we'll They're so fucking out. expensive. They really are. You know, we ain't, we ain't got no Kevin Smith money, but yeah. you know, we got the, uh, you know, Tyrone Biggins money. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I think I think we did it, pal. I think yeah. we're good. So Oops, uh, I did it again. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, my balls. Stay out the fucking submarines. <laughs>